What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Husband and Wife Talk Podcast. My name is Corey. My name is Alex. And we have a repeat guest today. Repeat hey. guest. Burr, burr, burr. Emily Nahazel is here. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what episode number you came on, but I will tag it in the show notes if you want to yeah. listen to more about this wonderful human in front of me. Um, but if a uh, quick little notes about her, she's a yoga teacher, she's a health coach, she's a universal... I always say this wrong. Universal Health, Health Principles Practitioner. Practitioner. It's a healing modality. Yes. Energy um, work. Yes. And soon to be maybe podcaster. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I'm joining the podcast tribe. Love it. Did Love I miss that. anything? No. Great. I mean, there's a million things. There's always you, a million How can things. you put things in a bio? But yes, you hit all the top. All yes. the things. Great Welcome job. back. Welcome Thank back. You. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. I was saying it was so fun recording last time, and we had such a good conversation, and excited to do it again. That's like the best part about podcasts, yeah. is capturing real conversations. It's not just like a, a news interview. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, we had I, a real one the other day. Oh, yeah. That comes... I need to put like it out real. tonight, today. <laughs> Very real. Um, as a friend of mine who's a fitness model... And oh, wow. she got very open and honest with thoughts that she she has about her body and eating and um, talking about how, like, she's gone in and out of modeling. Mm. So, um, Oh, I wasn't talking about that one, but that one went deep, too. <laughs> oh, which one are you talking <laughs> about? I'm talking about the one where oh, you wanted the- to talk about the house. Oh, yeah. 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 I had to call him afterwards. I'm like, was that okay that we talked about that? Do you want to re-record it? Um, about your house yeah the did you see the, yeah, yeah. The, yeah yeah so uh the leak the, the waterfall feature the waterfall feature that we did not want <laughs> um with that we just had some stress around it and yeah got into a little disagreement and we just opened up and talked about it on the podcast yeah i like wasn't expecting that but yeah. it worked it was fine yeah. and she's like are you sure you're okay i was like that's fine just put it out there i'm you curious oh, what's your sign alex I'm again? A gemini. you're a gemini what's so your sign curious. Okay, Aaron Fire. Yeah. Just that's, interesting different that's a good like thing, right? Well, well yeah. I mean, Air I makes like more fire. <laughs> <laughs> Any At the very very base <laughs> element, yes. Yeah, but it's cool to wh- why I ask and how I get into like astrology and human design and all these different like personality energy type things with my coaching clients is not necessarily to pigeonhole or predict the future, but it's a cool way to think about how you best operate, how you best work. And just when you were saying that, I was thinking like this podcast has been so cool for both of you. And I feel like you talk through a lot of things in it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so air signs and fire signs too can be more like talkers Mm. and doers versus like I'm good at talking things out, but I prefer to write them out. Yeah. Oh. Or earth, water. And, and I don't like yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm always, it's always on my to-do list. It's like, I need to journal more. But I just, I start writing. I'm like, I like don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what to yeah. write. Yeah. But yeah. it's it's like, you don't have to. I mean, yeah. you, you, we can all use different tools and play around with them. 
but if you found a modality that works for you. Yeah. That's yeah. why some people like going to a therapist and talking things through is great. Yeah. And some people it's like, no, I'd prefer to just journal write and journal. write about it. And, yeah. I just call my mom. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is there's there's some work we do with ourselves and there's some work that we really need somebody else to like yeah. reflect back yeah. to us. I just call your mom too. <laughs> I'm just like, can you be my sounding board for a second? Yeah. <laughs> I just need to talk this through. Yeah, totally. Um, let's start off with Wednesday Wisdom. Okay. Do you have it? I do have it. What is it? Go. Let me refresh. Tell me now. I made a note. Ready, set, go. Shut up. <laughs> I made a note yesterday. Um... Oh, yes. So um, I've been telling myself this for years, and I hear it with other people. And someone said something. Or no, no, no. Someone asked me to sub a class last night. And it was after I had already taught, and I had been teaching since 630. And I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I would rather not have to stay after and teach this class. But if you can't find anyone else, like, I can. And um, my assistant manager at the studio told me, and she was like, no, it's okay. Like, I understand. Like, I can always teach it too. And I wrote back to her. I'm like, but we're all busy. We all have shit going on. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm happy to do it. My excuses aren't more important than someone else's. And I feel like we all are busy and we just need to, like, accept that and not say we're busy all the time. Like, just accept it and move forward and figure out how you can manage your life because I think sometimes I think about, well, when is it going to not be busy? Like, when is my Never. life not going to be this full? Never. And I just don't think it will. It's only going to get worse. Well, I don't think it's always going to get worse. It's only going to get busier. Well, it's interesting I don't know about because that, though. this kind of connects to what I thought of as my Wednesday wisdom. Can I go now? Yeah, yes. go for yeah. it. Oh, is I that, just got paid. Ooh, you got paid. <laughs> Cha-ching. Don't you love that sound? Um... Is that, well, first, I hear you on that, and I fought the, like, New York City busyness, and I feel like I still fight it. I don't yeah. like to use that word. Yeah. Um, I prefer to use the word full. full. But, yes. <laughs> but, so I, I fought that, and for a while I was like, okay, well, I'm just, like, not going to do the things. I'm, like, not going to schedule anything in the morning, not going to schedule yeah. anything at night. And the truth of the matter is that most of us living in New York, you have to embrace a certain version of fullness or busyness. And I think something we'll talk about today is I'm planning my exodus from the big bad city. Um, But I came to a point a few months ago where I was just like, oh, I'm here. I need to I need to hold my boundaries and know what like. I can do and can't do, but also this is the time for things to be filled. Yeah. You will live in a little, t- I mean, for me personally, you'll live in a little town and have a slower life yeah. in a future version of reality, mm-hmm. Yeah. but not right now. And not this right is the now, choice yeah. you're making. And if you can kind of like lean into yeah. that. And so what my wellness, wellness Wednesday, Wednesday wisdom. wisdom. I like wellness. Oh, you wellness, do wellness. Wellness, wellness Wednesday, Wednesday wisdom. wisdom. <laughs> What's another W the name? word yeah. you can throw in there? Is that, and this is something that's been coming up for me personally and with, you know, just in a lot of conversations, is that time, more time doesn't fix time problems. Just like more money doesn't yeah. fix money problems. Mm. You can create more time in your schedule. You can cancel things. But if you are not managing your time, and I don't mean controlling your time, but yeah. intentionally choosing how you're spending your time, 
you are still going to feel like you don't have enough yes. or that you have too much on your plate. Inst- oh, that was impressive. Dude, wow. Dude. Good jump. <laughs> Just made a flying leap. <laughs> so, so yeah. Yeah. You have to, instead of, it's the same thing like with money, more money doesn't necessarily mean your problems go away. Yeah. Yes, to some extent. Yeah. There's some extent where we need to cover our bases. Same thing yeah. with time. But if you don't have a system for managing and you're not spending your time, your money, your energy intentionally, you're still yeah. going to feel like there's not enough. Totally. I, I mean, I can resonate with that too. Time management is like so important. But uh, I mean, I think more so than that, like for me is – is just like understanding that like just because you're spending a lot of time on something doesn't mean that you're getting anything done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Also, like you time can... can expand. I had one of these days yesterday where like everything got done that I needed to get done and Same. it was yesterday. so peaceful. <laughs> what was in the stars yesterday? We should look that up. But really, I was like, what happened today? And I, of course, there's a few things, but really being intentional yeah. and, and being present too. Mm-hmm. Like I can lose an hour on Instagram or falling down a yeah. hole or responding to emails or even just like futzing around my house. But like, yeah. we also have that opportunity to like make time expand and have everything fit in. Yeah. 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 I totally agree. I'm into that. I, I love using the word full instead of busy. I think it's really important. And yeah, it's like find more ways. Like you're, you're very, everyone's schedule is full and, we're all busy people. Um, but yeah, w- like looking at your schedule, how much time are you spending on Instagram? How much time are you spending on things that you could delegate to resting or finding other ways to, you know, make it feel like your schedule's not as full? Yeah. Saying no to things. Word. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my Wednesday was, my, I heard a quote the other day. It was, people don't buy what you're selling. They buy... They buy your why, or they buy why you do it. Huh. I thought that was kind of a powerful. Say like, it again. People don't, don't buy, buy necessarily what, buy oh, what yeah. you're selling. They buy it why like you do it. They buy the feeling uh, or yeah. whatever it is behind it. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, like they'll buy anything from you if they trust yeah, you and if love you're like, you. And like, yeah, if you, yeah. Yeah. So, and that's been the case in my business. We have a lot of repeat customers that mm. like only want to come through us, which is great. Um, but I mean, I've definitely had times where I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, mm. why am I doing this? Um, but the more I like dedicate time to like my craft and like learning, um, cause I'm getting down to some base level things mentally and I'm like, okay, what am I doing? What do I want to be doing? And I'm like, I'm reading this book on the connection between like character development and plot points and how like they all have to be intertwined this is for like script writing. But I'm just like, if my mental state is aligned while I'm at work, you know, Mm. all the rest of that will kind of fall to the wayside. Mm -hmm. And also like time management, like I could spend six hours on a project or I could spend three really intensely focusing on it and like Mm -hmm. putting everything else aside. So it's, but yeah. So I guess my Wednesday wisdom is like, know why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. 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 I feel that a lot of what I've done. So I'm a health coach. That's kind of my first job, health and life, which we can talk a little Mm -hmm. bit more about what that looks like. Yoga teacher, but a lot of what I do is sales. It's selling myself. I've worked for another coach. It's selling Mm -hmm. her and her programs. Right. 
um, it's selling people on the idea of health and like happiness and that they can be a better version of themselves or Mm -hmm. like not even a better version I hate that because that's like saying oh who you are now is bad but like you can continue to evolve continue to get to know yourself continue to feel more aligned um and I know those moments not that it's like whenever you know your why you're gonna make 100% sale but when you're (laughs) clear on the value of something yeah it becomes so much easier to sell it. Mm -hmm, And it doesn't feel like sales because you know it can bring, it can bring positive change and that it's going to help someone or improve their life or, you know, whatever it is, improve their business. Yeah. Yeah. And also like with that, being able to walk away from people or, you know, clients, you mean? Yeah. Or like situations that are Mm. not aligned if they make you feel a certain way. I had, we got an email from someone mm-hmm. that I got ghosted from oh, and I was ghosting. like, and, I, and, and so, so they were requesting like nothing ever happened. And I was just like, I'm inclined to say no, but my business partner is a lot nicer than I am. <laughs> so <laughs> he was just like, we'll do it. Like we won't have to do it. But, um, but yeah, like saying no to stuff is also like part of that too. Mm-hmm. Like saying yes and selling yourself and then being like, I don't know if I'm a good fit for you. We're going to yeah. go another direction. Yeah. And it happens. The saying no is is challenging or the like Mm -hmm. breaking up with someone as a friend Mm -hmm. or, you know, moving away from a a opportunity or something. And actually something I've been coaching a lot of my clients around recently is this idea of an energetic conversation. Mm -hmm. Because I know for me, like I started out in the business world and it was always like clear communication and aligning just like always (laughs) saying it and and kind of being a little bit more cutthroat and and I think there's even talk about this in the self-development world like say your truth and ask for what you need and blah 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 and that's fine and there's a time and a place for all of that but there's also a place where you know the other person isn't available to receive Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and sometimes in those situations where someone ghosts you or a client doesn't respond or a family member, a friend, like, isn't receiving it, it's like, okay, well, what can you do? You can work on it yourself. And so yeah. you can you can talk it through, you can journal it, but you can, like, have a conversation with that person, even if it's not actually face-to-face right. yeah. or said out loud. And there is such power in that, if nothing else, that it allows you to shift your perspective around yeah. it. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes those situations, they leave us feeling, especially the ghosting, whether it's with business. I know I've been ghosted so many times mm-hmm. on oh I said I wanted to sign up with you and then people just disappear dating oh, yeah. dating friends yeah. um and it hurts yeah, yeah. It, and and it because it sends you into a tailspin where you're like well what did I do what's mm-hmm. wrong with me it's always a me thing value that like something about my value something about my like worth and so it really affects us where maybe it might just be like you triggered something for that person. They're really busy. It didn't feel like, like it's usually not the story we put in our head. Yeah. So having that energetic conversation is a good way to like, yeah, work it out for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. We're really good at finding like as humans, just like finding meaning and like justifying things or like identifying patterns and like, that's just our natural to be like, okay, I did this, therefore this, this, and this. And like, who who knows why things We like to rationalize. And also, I don't know what it is. We like to blame ourselves or we either blame ourselves or we blame other others. Yeah, Yeah, we go either way. But like, sometimes it's nobody's fault. It's just, 
Yeah. The circumstances didn't didn't connect. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Good stuff. Good stuff. (laughs) Starting off with fire this morning. Um, well, we wanted to have you on because in our, the last time we talked, we talked a lot about your transition from corporate to (laughs) non-corporate and now you're in another transition and I wanted to talk to you about transitioning because I think it's becoming a lot more popular now that people are working for themselves. There's a lot. What is that? Oh, it's my watch. Incoming. Incoming. Um, A lot of people want to work for themselves, but they have a lot of fear around it. I think we both can speak to that. Um, And a lot of people might feel like, how do I do this? So Mm -hmm. um, what are you transitioning from and to? Great question. (laughs) Uh, I'll try and articulate this as clearly as possible, but... (laughs) I love the topic of transitions. It's something I work with a lot of women and men who are going through transitions, not sexually, but (laughs) transitions in their business, even in their, like sometimes there there comes a time where we're just like, I want to change the way that I approach life, whether that's just with my food or it's, I want to have a better attitude. Like, I don't like the way that I'm I'm waking up each day. Mm. So that's like really the people that I work with and it's funny or not funny it's perfect because I always get this opportunity to do it for myself oftentimes we teach what we've experienced what we're learning what we're what we've been through and so yeah when we last chatted um I shared a little bit more about my first kind of shift I'm actually reading Michelle Obama's book right now which is is I'm listening to it which is great highly highly recommend because she reads it and she calls it a swerve Okay. And I and I liked that because it's not necessarily like one like you're going on one path and then you jump railroad tracks to another path. Less and less these days do we go on one career tra- right. trajectory or life path. So it's like a swerve. Okay, here's the thing I'm going to do now. So I went from being a corporate auditor working for a big floor public accounting firm to leaving that to start my own or to pursue a career in health and wellness, started my own health coaching practice. And pretty quickly after I made that transition, I started working with another coach, uh, Robin Euclid, and her business, Your Healthiest You. And I've been working with her for the past four years. And so right now, and that's been an amazing experience. I think I talked a little bit about that in our last episode. Mm -hmm. But right now I'm in this other transition where I'm going to be shifting away from working on the behind the scenes of her business, the mm-hmm. management, the admin, all the like mm-hmm. stuff that goes on behind to shifting more fully into coaching, teaching, um, cool. leading yeah. experiences, events, retreats, That's and awesome. all of that. So it doesn't, it won't necessarily, maybe it won't look so different on the outside because mm-hmm. I've been coaching this whole time under my own brand and under her brand, but it definitely is a big shift for me stepping more fully into, oh, I'm not just like a good businesswoman and Mm -hmm. a coach, like I'm a coach, I'm a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Stepping into your power. Stepping into your power. Hashtag so cliche, but it's true. (laughs) And it can be different. Like I said, it's not like, oh, this is the the be all and end all for me. I expect in another 
four years or five years or six years, there will be another swerve, another swerve. Um, I think that's more what our careers look like these days versus, like I said, like straight line, stay within one industry, stay within one job. Yeah. 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 I always envy those people that find like those, like, like a electrician or like a lineman or someone that just like really enjoys their work. And they, they stay in it for so long. I'm like, how? But I guess, I mean, I love what I do. I could see myself doing it forever. But like yeah. doing a, the same mundane thing is like like what our parents' generation did. You know, like they yeah. all just did the same thing. And But uh, that's really exciting. I, yeah. hear, I hear you on that. I definitely have nostalgia for the days where <laughs> um, this, is, this is really true. And I'm not sure if anyone else may be listening or resonates uh, I have nostalgia for the days where work and life were very separate. Yeah. Mm. Where I was in a job that I wasn't necessarily passionate about, but I was good at. And there yeah. were clear boundaries. And I was really good at work-life balance. Yeah. And that's gotten a little bit muddy, stickier. Yeah. But I also think that it's our day and age. And it's just going back to that like busy conversation. I don't know... I don't know if even some of the people that are like in one career are necessarily content in that. There's a lot of discontentment, a lot mm-hmm. of like kind of like, what is my purpose? Because yeah. we are in a day and age where self-development and personal development and finding your passion are so at, in our face. Yeah. Um, so I think you just like you have to find what works for you. Like yeah. the balance of like feeling stable, but also feeling like you're doing something that's adding value or, you know, yeah. sharing something with the world. I know that when I was leaving undergrad and going to, to move here and kind of thinking about, well, my life is going to be like teaching but not working a nine-to-five job. Like I had growing up, I had this idea that if you wanted to be somewhat like successful and like you had to have a nine-to-five mm-hmm. to be – Successful, I, I guess. Um, and it was a really hard conversation that I had to have with myself and, and others of just because you think this is what this thing, your work life is supposed to look like, doesn't mean it can't look like something else. And here's all the people, like, and I had to look towards other people yeah. who were full-time teachers who were doing it, seeing like, oh yeah, this is a life that could work. And it does work for people. It's just... And I think it's easier to see it and visualize it now because there are so many people that are freelancers or working for themselves and they don't have that nine to five job. Um, but it was it was really hard for me leaving undergrad. Well, this is something I was actually talking about this with a client yesterday. She just left a very, her words, toxic corporate job and wants to pursue a career and health and wellness and we were talking through like some financial stuff some belief systems around this if you you can either have a successful career that you're not really passionate about or you can do something you're passionate about you can do something creative but you're going to be a starving artist Mm -hmm. and I think that that belief system is definitely still entrenched in our society, in our even in our generation that has mm-hmm. grown up seeing this shift into like the gig culture right. mm-hmm. um, or the gig economy. But I love what you said about it's really important, and this is something I advised her, is to find people that are doing things that you want to do that are successful. Yeah. To show your subconscious mm-hmm. that it is possible and – 
not just see the people around you that maybe are portraying that like archetype of the starving artist because yeah. there yeah. is something we sometimes play into the stories even if they're not serving us yeah 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 big time yeah um so what do you think your like how is your day-to-day life you think gonna change or like as I know you said from the outside it's not really gonna look that different but are do you feel like you're becoming more of a freelancer like do you feel like you're becoming more I'm working for myself even though you're still working for other people yeah that's a great question so I guess I said my day my like outside life might not change it probably will um, there'll probably be a little bit more of more, like I'll have more space to put more things out there on my own platforms mm-hmm. and, and yeah, just a, give more space to those projects. Like I said, I want to write a podcast, yeah. write a yeah. podcast. Yeah. I want to launch a podcast. I want to write a book. That's where that was coming from. Right. Um, there's a lot of things that have been like percolating in my mind that I haven't had a chance to ground into reality mm-hmm. that I think will start to unfold. There's definitely fear going into it because unlike when, and this is being really honest, unlike when I left my corporate job where I had a very nice nest egg, a very mm-hmm. good like cushion financially, I don't have that right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what I do have is almost five years of experience and a lot more confidence and a yeah. lot more connections totally. and a lot more clarity around what I want to do and where I want to go and and more transparency with myself about mm-hmm. what I need to make and what I need to do in order to like yeah. live the life that I want to live. Right. Yeah. So there's definitely fear, but I also know that it will all work out and there's no Yeah. It like if something isn't working out, I'll pivot. I'll shift, you yeah. know, I'll, I'll, I'll swerve, I'll swerve again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just see that as I took a break from teaching for a while. I've been teaching again for the last few months, which is really great. And I'm going to be teaching quite a bit more, uh, over the next few months until I do eventually leave New York. And even when I leave, I plan to take my teaching and yeah. classes yeah. with me where I go and yeah, just more um, more creation that's coming coming yeah. out in the forefront. Yeah, I think the uh, the financial thing is I think the most scary for everyone. Mm-hmm. I know that when Corey was starting Holly Lou and juggling working at the restaurant and then having the company, um, the owner of the gym that I was working at at the time like would ask like, "Oh, how's how's the business and whatnot?" And I one time I told him like, "Yeah, it's just." he's having a hard time balancing both and like putting in time to the company that will eventually make him money, but also like trying to make money Mm -hmm. from the restaurant. And he told me, he was like, you just have to jump off and do it. Like Mm -hmm. it's going to be hard for a little bit, but you can't just expect it to magically happen. Like sometimes you have to let go of maybe the more financial security to invest in yourself into, Mm -hmm. in his instance, this company that will make you money, but if you just keep waiting for it to happen, it's not going to happen. Like, you have to just let go. Yeah, and I kind of, like, did a slow roll off the yeah. diving board, I would say. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> I'm, like, you know, a great image yeah. of you rolling off a high dive. Because like, you had one of those at like, my pool. But, like, <laughs> climbing to, like, hang down. Like, yeah, I mean, because, like, 
I technically yeah, went like full time. time like in January, but I also had only worked like four shifts in like Yeah, I mean there was a time where he was working once a month maybe. Well, so I was the, getting so much more freelance but, work and like, yeah. you know, um I could make way more money as a freelancer, but I would be on other people's projects and other people's schedules. Yeah. At least what I'm doing now making less money, it's more consistent money. Yeah. But um freelancing is all about attitude and like for me anyways like attitude on film set is like so important if you're like mm-hmm. positive and you're making people laugh and like everyone's having fun so i would you know be recommended to other people hey Corey could do this like so i could get a lot more work that way but essentially i like working for myself and like doing my own shit you know so but yeah, yeah it was a, it was a very slow and you were more concerned about it i think than i was she was very very concerned yeah <laughs> yeah like if she wouldn't have been so i mean you, you kind of had the reins on me a little bit for, <laughs> for sure well because i would have jumped her them oh, i'm gonna do it and she's like well I, maybe we should you know which is totally why we're married because she does that a lot and it's very it's like a very good quality that she has because i'll be like oh, i'm gonna go I'm gonna go buy a horse. She'll be like, "Do we really need a horse <laughs> in New York you City?" You're right. We don't need a horse. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, I'm, I can be super impulsive, and There's so the fire uh, in you. Yeah, but but that to was defend myself. It's not like I wasn't encouraging you. No, to like not at all. Put energy into the business. It's just you have to find the balance, and 100%. at some point, you do need to just like let go. And as soon as you let go, it was like we have all this this business and now it's, yeah. you don't need the restaurant. Yeah, that's yeah. great. I actually did work a restaurant shift the other day. The owner of the restaurant <laughs> called me and he's like, dude, I have nobody. Everyone is out of town. Is there any chance you want to bartend? I was like, yeah, like let's do it. It was so fun. I had so much fun. But uh, yeah, I don't miss that lifestyle at all. Yeah, it's hard. It's, yeah. it's like you said, you have to, and this is what I, because I do, like I said, work with a lot of, clients that are making a similar transition or making some sort of shift whether it's from a corporate career to something they're more passionate about or just kind of figuring out like where they want their life to go which sounds kind of big but you have to just tune into you and figure out what's going to work for you in this moment and for some people the like just jumping off the high like running and jumping that's what I did when I left my corporate job Mm. it was like okay bye like I had all my certifications (laughs) I had a website I had a newsletter but I had no clients I was teaching like one yoga class actually I was teaching three yoga classes a week which still that does not a a income make yeah um my yoga teachers will know that but sometimes it's like that and sometimes it's more of a slow transition and with this transition it has been a little bit slower it's been something that's been in the works for a little while and so mentally and practically you've had a little bit more time to figure that out and so there's no one wrong or right way but I do agree with you is that when you do sometimes we need to we hold on to something because it keeps us safe yeah Mm -hmm. we hold on to a job a relationship um even just like a a pattern because it feels safe Safe, and we expect something new to happen and for the most part nothing new is going to come in nothing big is going to change unless you do open up that space whether it's in your schedule energetically if you take the risk like the universe does respond to that and 
so it's it's scary but it's like you wouldn't be able to if you had a cup that was filled with matcha you wouldn't be able to put coffee in it if it's filled if you jump it if you're like this matcha is gross I really want a nice coffee and you dump it out then you can put your coffee in it Mm -hmm. but you can't fill an already filled cup yeah yeah and that happens with our schedules with energy with opportunities too yeah yeah yeah, love that. How do you balance your own personal health and wellness when you're dealing with so many <laughs> other people's health and wellness? <laughs> it's just, I'm just curious because like if that's what you do all day like and you're tired, like what's to stop you from just like eating a pizza and like, you know, or like... Oh, I'm I mean, not We're human. No, we're yeah, just because we're health like, coaches. Yeah, but like, you ne- like I feel like you never take a day off of eating healthy. That's not true. <laughs> what did we have the other day we oh she had some lucky charms yeah Corey, Corey <laughs> brought home charms. lucky charms oh my gosh i was like wow let me take a trip down memory lane <laughs> well it's so what? funny she was eating them and she like looked over she's like these are so good <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i really did not i was eating around the marshmallows i just wanted the cereal but it was doesn't matter it was still fucking so good, good. Yeah. <laughs> but how do you balance i guess that's a really good question um Sometimes, and again, I think if there's some health and wellness coaches or fitness instructors that are listening, you might resonate with this too. Sometimes I think, ooh, was I healthier when I didn't like do this for a job? Mm-hmm. When I wasn't putting myself out there as, not that I'm, I'm not saying that I'm like perfect right, or that no. I've got all the answers, but like this is my expertise and it's I'm putting myself out there as like a leader in this field, um, but I think the the biggest thing for me is just releasing some of that pressure to like have it all figured out, and also know that if I'm not taking care of myself again, this is not about perfection because everyone can have a day off, have a glass of wine, mm-hmm. have whatever it is, the Lucky Charms or the pizza, <laughs> yeah. especially if you enjoy it. Yeah. Um, give yourself that break. But if you're not taking care of yourself, it's harder to show up for your clients, for your students, for your coworkers, for whoever it is in your life. And that doesn't, you know, it doesn't change whether you're in an accounting job or a fitness job or, you know, anything else and so I think that the answer is I'm still working on that balance Mm. and recently um, anyone who follows me on social media or or on my blog knows that I've had a bit of digestive flare-up and I've been working the last six months with a doctor and like a team to kind of figure out what's going on and I do believe that our our symptoms, whether it is gut health or your skin or um, insomnia, anxiety, our symptoms are not necessarily something to just be fixed. It's a way of our body telling us something is misaligned, <clears throat> whether that is just the food you're eating or the career you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my gut issues and like skin issues were really I mean they were bad the last year probably because my I knew there was a shift that needed to become Mm -hmm. come and it was I was resistant to it but the other time that they were the worst is when I was about to leave my corporate job Mm. Mm. interesting yeah yeah and so instead of like going at war with ourselves or thinking that health is something we like need to do for righteousness sake it's it's what do you what are you doing 
for you? Mm -hmm. And how can you like be connected to yourself? And I don't know, sometimes that might mean like the health is staying out and like dancing with your girlfriends and having Mm -hmm. a few drinks. And that's the best thing that you can do for yourself. Right. Yeah. But the only way you're going to know that is if you have a practice to tune in. Yeah. Whether that's journaling, whether that's meditation, whether that's yoga, seeing a healer, but something that is connecting you with you and that internal compass that we all have. Yeah. I, it took me a long time to, to realize or to like learn how to tune in and to learn how to really listen because I think if people who aren't in the practice hear that and like how I did when I first heard about like turning inward, it's like, well, of course, if I tune in, like, of course I want French fries and pizza or like Lucky Charms, like, of course that's what I want. But asking myself, like, what's going to make me feel the best? And sometimes in that moment, pizza is going to make me feel the best or going out dancing and having a couple drinks with friends. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes having the pizza is going to make me feel greasy and bloated and lethargic and that's not what's best for me. So, um, so it's, so it's hard to, yeah. to listen to that gut instinct. Yeah. Go ahead. So, I, and I agree on this, like, and I think a shift that I've had over the last year is also not feeling like we have to do that 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Because there's also this belief in the health, like that health is so righteous yeah and if you do something if you know you're allergic to if you know gluten makes you bloated and you have a piece of pizza or a slice of french bread like you're being bad to yourself and there's a lot of shame around that and sometimes we do just need to be like fuck Fuck it it. (laughs) and and do like go out and have the extra drink even if it isn't in our best highest and best good yeah the key there is then having compassion with yourself when you feel like shit the next day or yeah. you or you do you explode at your partner or your friend and you're not your best self we don't have to be our best selves 100 percent of the time i think there's yeah. pressure on that again especially in this health wellness personal development world to be like highest and best good intuition it's like sometimes we're all human and we're supposed to make mistakes yeah Yeah. i've been seeing a lot of uh famous articles about famous instagrammers who are vegan turning away from the vegan lifestyle and just this like gigantic backlash of how they're losing all their followers and losing all their income and people are like how was i supposed to trust you and i'm like everyone take a deep breath Mm -hmm. like People are allowed. To People are allowed their to change their, their minds. Change They're their allowed their to change views. their diets. I, I mean, yeah. I think that there is no like one diet for everyone. Everyone's different. Mm-hmm. Everyone's different. Everyone's yeah. different. That's so right. like, like this whole like holding people to these like rigid guidelines that I don't think works. Mm-mm. But um, yeah, I think it's holding yourself to rigid guidelines doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, like there's got to be some kind of pressure valve. Well, and I think that we're starting to see this, and I don't want to go into this. I, I don't want to go into this conversation to bash social media. That's sure. absolutely not. I'll bash it for you. The point, <laughs> although I do get on my soapbox sometimes about it. Yeah. But I do think that there is more awareness we need to cultivate around social media, and we're going to start to see things mm-hmm. come up. We've already seen this, or I've already seen this. I won't name names, but people that are mega Instagram followers, like essentially having breakdowns because it's a lot of pressure it's like being a celebrity and we've we grew up at you know I think most people up until like millennial generation which we are all 
technically mm-hmm. part of, although on the, the, the like, yeah. <laughs> and grew up with celebrities. And there was always this knowing that, like, yes, it's amazing to be a celebrity. You get money and power and influence, but <clears throat> there's a shit ton of pressure. And now that is coming into every world through these influencers and micro-influencers, but I don't think that we're recognizing, because it is maybe these people are regular people, maybe these people are people that show vulnerability on, on their Instagram stories. They show themselves without makeup. It's not like they're just like a celebrity in a glossy photo-touched magazine. Yeah. But there's such pressure. And one of my um, like spiritual mentors or teachers she said something once that I really resonated with. She's like, I never want to have 100,000 followers mm-hmm. because I can feel that energy when I go on and there's people watching and the comments response and the pressure. And I agree with that. Yeah. So like, you know, I want to have a community and I like yeah. social media because it does allow us to connect. It allows us as business owners and, and leaders to to reach more people. But yeah, I... I think that there's a lot of pressure and we are not going to necessarily understand the impacts of that. Years. Years for, and years for and years. For years and years yeah. and years. All of this tech, yeah, I mean, I've, I talk about this all the time. All of this technology, like we're like legit infant babies when it comes to like what are these ramifications going to mm-hmm. be. Uh, we're not going to truly understand all of this stuff until like, if the planet's still around like 500 years from now, when we can like look back and be like, this is what happens when you give humans free reign to do like, you know, <laughs> do whatever. And like, yeah, but it hasn't been studied, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah. all these, I mean, now that all the science and big data is there, like they, they'll be able to do it, but we're not going to know for, for yeah. forever. Yeah. yeah. And we might, and who knows if we might know, like, because the people that are controlling the information or sharing the information are also in it to win it. Like Mm -hmm. that's their business. And so it's a little bit of a catch 22. And again, I don't want to like bash the social media because we're all, we are connected. We got connected through social media and I've made friends. I've made really cool connections. It can be really great. It also can be really bad. (laughs) But I'd love, now I'm going to like ask the questions and turn around on, I think it'd be cool maybe if we all shared like a tip. Yeah. Like something you do to help manage the effects of whether it's the the phone. Because the other thing, even if people don't use social media, email on the phone is a huge thing that people can be like so connected to. Oh, yeah. Um, So one thing I started doing, or I'm trying to do, I'm not perfect at this, um, is being more intentional about when I'm going on and noticing mm-hmm. again, cause there's no, I'm still guilty of this too. The phone is, these apps are meant to have us be addicted to them. But if I'm just going on to Instagram because I'm bored or because mm-hmm. I have five minutes of time or because there's something I'm procrastinating, I'm trying to take a moment and check in and just, even if I do end up going on it, like cultivate some awareness around that. Yeah. Because you can go on to just scroll. That's fine. There's a reason yeah. they call the in, they call us users. Like, uh, like yes. Drug yeah. companies oh my gosh. call yeah. you users. Like we're yeah. users. Yeah, we're and all using. anything can be anything can be addicting. Yeah, really. Yeah, but, but it's just interesting that like that is uh, alcohol, yeah. tobacco call their users users, and social media apps call us users. Users. 
Wow. I never thought about that. (laughs) Yeah. But like intention behind it and trying not to just go on because I feel that urge. This is more for me. I mean, it happens with Instagram for sure, but for email, just to go on to like refresh and check. Yeah. Like, is anyone needing me? It's like, if anyone needs you that really needs you, they will call you. Yeah. 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 Check your email when you, if you need to use your phone as a tool. Like if you are out and about, like today I'm going to be out and about most of the day. If I need to check a message, but I'm trying to leave it more for like when I'm sitting down, when I'm at my computer. Yeah. I've definitely found that with myself, like setting my alarm, I'm on my phone, like in the evening time. I like, without even thinking, will like open up my email. I'm like, realistically, Alex, what are you going to do if you see an email? Like, you're not going to respond. Like, why put that in your brain right before you're about to go to bed? It also is a, I heard someone describe it like like this. It's essentially like playing Russian roulette Mm -hmm. because you have no idea what's going to pop up. You are giving your power away to somebody else. Whatever is on your feed, whatever's on your inbox, you do not know. It is unknown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you open up your phone and you're just like, okay, I could get a huge high because I have 15 likes or I could be plummeted to the ground because I see my ex-boyfriend got engaged. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> speaking from personal experience. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. But, but truly. And yeah. so especially before, I think a lot of us are guilty of that before we oh, go to yeah. bed. Like, let, let me check one more thing. And or like comparing yourself to others too, you yeah. know, like, Ooh, what's so-and-so from high school up to? Oh, I'm better than them. Or like, you know, like those. Or they're, I feel like they're doing better than me, but really you have no idea how they're doing exactly. because they only share that's the best the of their Compar- world. Comparing is like, yeah. that's, that's one of the reasons why I kind of shifted who I follow and mm, it's not like that's a good tip yeah, yeah I follow people I admire and people I respect yeah but I they're on such a level that like I would never like like there's probably no way I'll ever get to work with like I'm not gonna be directing Marvel movies right like <laughs> who knows right right right, right. let's be style. real let's be real <laughs> literally but like you know um so I think for me it's like it's all visual stimuli I follow a lot of like mm. 80s like retro stuff and like I follow a lot of tattooed people and like, it, so it's for me, it's like more visual stimulation. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, that's not feeding anything. But I've also heard my guy, Joe Rogan recently talk about mental diet. And he's like, and he talked about this with multiple movies. Like people have a physical diet. They take their physical health, like super, mm-hmm. but they don't have a, like, what's your mm-hmm. mental diet? Yeah. And he talks about comedians who are putting out content all the time, putting out, putting out, putting out. And they're so busy that they're not getting any like inputted mm-hmm. stimulus. Yeah. And so they're like, dude, I'm not funny anymore. I I have to take it's a like break. Like their creative I have yeah. to take creativity a break. has dra- yeah. dried up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, what are you putting in your brain to like yeah. stimulate growth and change and being creative? So some yeah. of it's good. Like some of it's fine. Yeah. And I think it could be inspiring or give you an idea, but like yeah. you have to kind of figure out what the yeah. balance is. I think that's such a good point and something that can be applied to so many different things, but we have to. There's only so much we can take in. And I love that, like, comparison to a diet. Like, you wouldn't just eat meat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. <laughs> like, you know, even if you're eating salad and you're overeating, you're overeating. Yeah. Your digestive system's going to get <clears throat> flared up because it needs a break. Maybe you're going to gain <clears throat> weight or have some health issues. And it's the same thing with consumption of facts, of information, of media. Like, we can't just consume. We have to also digest our information, our experiences. And so having that time off, whether you set, like, some boundaries or there's something else that's, like, filling you versus 
a just, book or something else. Yeah. 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 Or just quiet time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Being so bored. we um, recorded a podcast a few weeks ago and we challenged each other to um, gradually increase no um, more less screen more time without screens before bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now we're at 40 minutes before bed. Nice. And um, I unfortunately had my uh, final fantasy my draft fantasy, last my night. Final so. fantasy, my fantasy football draft last night. So I had to be on my screen. Yeah. But We've been doing pretty good. Yeah. It's it's been really nice. Like, we'll set, if we are watching something, like, we'll set an alarm knowing, like, okay, we want to be in bed by this time, which means 40 minutes we have to stop doing screens by this time. Like, let's Mm -hmm. set our alarms now. Let's make sure that we don't have to look at our phones when we go to bed. And it's so nice. Like That's super nice. Yeah. And read or have quiet time or chat or... Yeah. 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 That's been a good balance. I'm going to start experimenting with leaving my phone at home. For I, I have a friend yeah. who, who she does that. She's like gone, goes on walks without her phone. And I want to do that too. What I'll <laughs> well, do, in my office, I have a computer. So like, that's fine. You, but yeah. Like, you don't really like don't necessarily need it, need it if you're just it. going home to office. Cause I'll be but, like, I'll be like exporting something. It'll be like six minutes for export Instagram. Yeah. Like immediately. Immediately. Well, one thing that I do that's kind of like a, middle ground is I'll put my phone on airplane mode yeah, and I'll keep it on airplane mode so it's there if I like absolutely need it if I need the time or if I just need it later but it's not like pinging me which is really helpful and I noticed that too like we we have these moments if you look around if you're in New York City even if you're anywhere else Look around the next time you're on public transportation on if you phone. haven't done this already. Everyone's on their phone. It's it's actually funny. I have this, I don't know if you guys ever have this um, feeling that like some, a stranger wants to talk to you. Yeah. I think I've, I've had that less and less because we're mostly distracted mm-hmm. in any of these circumstances where we are around, where we're new or we're around strangers, unless of course we're traveling, which sometimes mm-hmm. is really nice to get yourself out of like your routine. But yesterday I had this this feeling that like three random people needed to talk to me. And it was so uncomfortable. I was just on my phone and I was Whoa. like, hmm, should I take out my earplugs and like be open to this? Because right now I have my headphones on. I have my phone. I'm listening to <clears throat> podcasts. I'm listening to music. I'm unavailable. Yeah. I'm totally closed off. Yeah. yeah. And most of us are. And we have no moments. And we wonder why. A lot of us are, we feel lonely, we feel sad, we're not meeting people, look, myself included, because yeah. we don't have those openings for connection, which usually come in moments of vulnerability, of moments of um, being bored, of not knowing. And so something that I coach a lot of my clients on, especially those kind of working on boundaries and working on like this like phone technology work addiction is... Let yourself be bored. Mm-hmm. Put yeah. the phone away. When you want to reach for it, be bored. Yeah. Boy, they say boredom is good for kids because it induces creativity. Yes. Yeah. 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 My parents used to let my brother and I do that all the time. Just yeah. like, oh, we're bored. Go find something to do. Yeah. Okay. Make up a game. Yeah. Like, I remember, yeah, making up games as a kid all yeah. the time. And there's two things that you said. Oh, I like putting on airplane mode. Corey does that often, and I have done that as well. But I think about <clears throat> five, six months ago, I turned off almost 
all of my notifications. Yeah, like I that's a good if anyone hasn't done that yet, turn off all your notifications. Yeah, you know, the except for your phone. I think that's the next the next uh, frontier yeah, for you. For sure. Um but yeah, I I get text message alerts and when people call me and that's essentially it. Like Same. I still have like on my um on my app, like I'll see on, just only on my email is the push notification so that mm-hmm. I can see if something new has come in. But I don't get a ping. I don't get a mm-hmm. anything, which has been really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I – oh, so you were talking about like going out for a walk without your phone or whatnot. I have always – I always have 30 minutes between my classes on Tuesday. And one of my intentions this month is to enjoy the sun more. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to get out and I'm going to go outside and – I'm, I didn't have my book with me, but I was like, I'm not going to bring my phone. <laughs> but then what's funny, I was like, but I want to bring my phone to take a picture of me doing it so I can show that I did oh, it. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. And then I was like, F- Alex, strap it. That's fucking stupid. So I did not bring my phone. I left it downstairs. And I like, I went out to sit outside for 30 minutes. But Who else is guilty of that too? Raising my hand. Yes. We're all raising yes. our hands. <laughs> but if you didn't take a picture of it, it didn't, didn't happen. happen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but really, like, it doesn't matter. Like, no one really, I don't think anyone really needed to see that I was not having my phone on me, even though I had my phone on me, but I didn't have my phone on me. Yeah. Another thing <laughs> I'm into recently is privacy. Yeah. <laughs> which um, is funny for somebody <laughs> who that? shares a lot of right. my life. I share a lot on social media. Yeah. I share, I, like, and not just, like, here's what I'm eating, but, like, feelings, too. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that privacy and vulnerability or sharing are mutually exclusive, but there are things like you don't have to share everything. And I think that we could all do that a little bit more to help combat this feeling that we all feel that like we're not doing enough. We're not sharing enough. So I love that. That's Mm -hmm. super inspiring. Like I'm going to do that. I'm going to do something that I'm proud of and not share about it on social media <laughs> yeah. because it's good to have things for you. Yeah. It's like you're doing a random act of kindness. Like it's not a random act of kindness if you tell everyone about it's it. It's also yeah. like when you have like a new crush or something or I don't know, but you have someone you like have a crush on and maybe you've talked to them, but you're not telling anyone or for other people, like when they're pregnant and yeah. you can't tell anyone, there's like yeah. this kernel of like excitement that you yeah. get to save for you that yeah. you don't have to share to the world. Yeah. it's cool. And that's something I think that our like sharing generation or sharing like what's the word I'm looking for culture yeah yeah we're missing a little bit of that Mm -hmm. not to say like again it's not like don't share anything yeah but have the balance yeah 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 Mm. I love how this has turned into a different (laughs) social media (laughs) detox this is great this is really great no it's good I mean I mean these are conversations that not everyone's having yeah and they're really just to like circle back to what we kind of started with they're really important this is something that I have a conversation with with every single one of my clients that are doing a transition going from again a nine to five to maybe something that is more entrepreneurial that is more forward facing more like in the spotlight you have to work this out for yourself. And it, and it isn't just the people that are are going into a career where you have to share about yourself. It's all of us. We, mm-hmm. we need to work with each other to create a new norm and new boundaries and new, I don't know, just like expectations mm-hmm. around this so that we can all feel better. We can all yeah. 
not again instead of being like this rat race of like more 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 do more share more like how can we all just be the word that keeps that's come up this week for me is content Mm. you can still work for something but Mm -hmm. still be but being content and happy and satisfied where you are yeah Yeah. love love that. that snaps yeah very cool um but I wanted to ask you, going back to working for yourself, transition, swerving, um, what are some of your biggest fears and the things that you're most excited about in this next swerve? Next swerve. Okay. First fear that I already mentioned, financial. There's definitely some <laughs> scariness around that, but not, I think not as much, um, like I said, I'm a lot more confident where I am and what I've built, and I have more structure personally around my finances, my business finances, what I need mm-hmm. to support myself. I do, I've done a lot of work the last year and a half on that. Mm-hmm. So financial, there's definitely some fears there. Um, I guess the other fear is more of like a FOMO. Mm-hmm. Um because it's been so fun working with someone else for the last uh, four years and we have such a close relationship mm-hmm. that and it's and honestly like I'm I'm a helper I'm definitely a caregiver yeah. a helper and yeah. that's where this coaching really works for me and where my role with Robin really worked so there is like a little fear of like not being part of that, like that yeah. business anymore, um, not being needed in that sense. Right. Um, but on the, on the like excitement front, I am excited to bring some of the projects that I've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. And like, just like when we talk about like downloads from the universe, like I have notes and notes and notes on different things and so much that I want to share that feels kind of like bottlenecked just because of other things and other priorities. And so I'm excited to let that flow a little bit more. I am excited to connect with more of my community and also my network of entrepreneur and friends in the wellness world and just do more like this podcast cool. and co-working dates and collaborations. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just excited to see what this next phase does for me personally. Because mm-hmm. it all is inter- intertwined. And yeah, I'm just I'm just curious and excited to see what shifts, whether it's some of the digestion stuff or like I mentioned, I have a, mo- a move planning. Yeah. That's yeah. being planned. Yeah. Um, so just excited to see what this shift, this letting go <clears throat> opens up. Yeah. Can we talk about the move? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So um, I think it's it's a big thing no matter what city you're moving to or from, but it's it's a it's a big decision to come to New York and leave New York. Yeah. It sucks you in. I speak from experience <laughs> I said I wanted to be here one two years max six years later I'm still here and who knows oh when you're I'm six years leave. too we're mm-hmm. same yeah yeah um so yeah I don't know maybe it's a seven-year itch but then there's also people that don't get that at all like seven-year itch Corey could live here for the rest of his life and be the happiest mm-hmm. um so what kind of feelings are you having that made you feel like I'm it's time for me to go 
true fact. I mm-hmm. never wanted to live in New York. Oh. <gasps> I never had any, any desire to live here. That's interesting. Um, I moved with an ex-boyfriend mm. and I was, I was open to it. I was like, okay, I'd been living in, D- in DC at the time and was definitely ready for a change from that. But I was never one of those people in college that was like, I want to live in New York City. Oh, I want to live in the city. I want to go to New York. And like, yeah. you know, never was a thing for me. And that being said, I'm so, so happy that I've had this time here, that I was kind of brought here and then stayed. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of myself for staying, even after like that relationship dissolved. Um, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, dissolved. I was going to say that too. <laughs> that's really nice. Um, but I've always known that I don't really, it's not. It's not a forever. You it's knew. not a forever. Yeah. It doesn't fit. Like while this city will teach you so much and there's so many cool opportunities and so many amazing people mm-hmm. that I've met here and so many things that will only ever happen in New York. For me, long term, I want a house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want a smaller community. Yeah. I want a yard. Mm-hmm. I want quiet. Like yeah. just even I live further into Brooklyn and there are horns honking outside at every hour of the yeah. night yeah, and totally. construction that happens at six in the morning in the apartment next door. So like <laughs> yeah. there are just things that I want and that have been more clear that I want for my life that have now like in the last year or two kind of pivoted into like, okay, it's it's now. Yeah. And that something is something that I've seen a lot with my friends and clients that are also in this like late 20s early 30s it's like when you're not like your values shift but they just come more into focus of like okay like if you want to settle down and start thinking about having a family like this is kind of the time there's no one timeline but but it is yeah yeah and so that's like I've been feeling that for a little while and yeah just the knowing that like I never really saw myself here long term yeah so originally when I, because I'm very like, when I make a decision, it's like, this is made and yeah. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to manifest my dreams. I originally was going to move in October. I think we yeah. talked about this. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of things kind of unfolded and it became clear to me that there are still things that I want to learn from this city and do specifically with my teachers, the yoga that I'm studying, Katona yoga is really, it's growing, but it's really based here. Mm-hmm. So I am staying uh, probably until the spring cool. of 2020. Um, but, it, but it also feels good to know that. And so yeah. to have this time to like experience and do the things here while also knowing that like a change is coming. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Yeah. And where do you know where you want to go? Like, do you have, or you're just like anywhere where there's space, I just need to get out. I have a few places in mind. There's been some like pings and little signs from the universe. Um, So also over the next, well, over the past year and over the next nine months, I am going to figure that out. Like visiting places, sort of shifting it out but right now i don't know i am open that's yeah that's all you can be yeah you don't know 
And that makes for like excuses to go to new cities and try that out. And mm-hmm. we, um, our neighbors slash best friends, can't talk all of them, <laughs> best friends just moved to Asheville. Yeah. And they, it's like similar thing. They just had a feeling like, I think it's just time for new things. Our ideas or our like visions have shifted. This is what we want. And they just were taking weekend trips to kind of decide mm-hmm. new things and figure out what's best. But. That's really exciting. Very exciting. All new things. Thanks. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Thank you for being vulnerable. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Happy to. Um, anything else that you want to? Anything else? Anything st- stupid or embarrassing? Are we? I yeah, mean, no, no, no. Yeah. We're, we're, do- we're doing that for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> My favorite okay. part. We're about to hit like an hour and 20 minutes and I do need to go. Oh, so. okay. Sorry. Okay. That's, yeah. You no. know, when you just get talking, you can yeah. talk No, forever. I know. I just didn't realize. I was like, oh my God, we've been, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm um happy to go along that's totally fine um is there anything else that i wanted to ask you no i think the one question was how do you balance being a life coach and coaching other people yeah talked about that i love it all right well um funniest thing that happened to y'all you said you have a good one. You want to start? Yeah, go well, for wait, it. Wait, is it funny and embarrassing is separate or funny? And- it can be it can, like it's kind of it, fluid. Sometimes it blur, blurs yeah. into both, but sometimes it's ev- there's two stories. But if it blurs into the same, well, I have two stories. Okay. Great. Okay, so should I share them both? Or? Yes. Yeah, share them both. Okay, so the funny thing is, one of my best friends just got a dog, mm-hmm. and. I knew the name of the dog before she like what? I. Before like she, you knew. I just she was knew, going to the and same. it's and it's Whoa. so funny. The dog's name is Squat, and okay. it's a miniature dachshund. Cute. And so she, like, she literally picked up the dog. I saw her boyfriend post on social media that she got a dog. I was like, oh my gosh, did you get a dog? What's its name? And then immediately I knew what it was, Whoa. and she posted it, or she she texted me, and I said, oh, Erica, I knew that. What? And I was, we both were like you know, LOLing because we were doing this over text, but I was literally <laughs> laughing out loud. I'm not surprised with that stuff anymore. I am, I don't want to say like I am tuned in, but I am pretty tuned in and there are like <laughs> things like that that happen often. Yeah. But it was just funny because the name is hilarious for miniature dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, They're both like big lifters and like, oh, that's so funny. Workout people. So squat, squat. That's cute. Shout out to squat. If you're listening. So I also, I love when we have two cats and they're both, human names but i do love it when animals are named like silly things like that squad or donut donut yeah that's so cute yeah um pepper one of one of the clients that i cook for the dog came first and then the son and i might get this wrong but the dog's name the dog's name is jack and the son's name is jake (laughs) (laughs) and he was like the when the dad told me that he was like I know we talked a long time about why are we doing this. The dog did come first, but you know the dog will also go first, so it won't always be like oh this. Oh my gosh! But I thought pet that names really funny. are are funny. Yeah. Well, Jude, um, we wanted to be a, a. I always wanted to name my son Jude, and then when Corey said we were going to get a cat, I just got too excited. And I was like, <laughs> I can't wait! I have to name something Jude right now. <laughs> so we've talked about like, do we want to? also name our son still jude or we don't know yet but it doesn't matter <laughs> it would be interesting to though have two a human jude and an animal jude in the same house yeah. but who knows? You know i would probably judge you for that <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate your honesty be weird. just because yeah. of like i think a lot of people would 
Just change his name. Oh, no. Yeah. We call him Judas more than we call him Judas. That's true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Little dick. (laughs) Anywho, um, what's your most funny, Uh, embarrassing? Funny. Um, I'm going to do a throwback to like embarrassing and funny, so it's kind of into one. We were riding those Revel scooters. Have you ever ridden one of those? I haven't yet, but I want to. They're so much fun. And we're like going somewhere, and Alex has a big backpack, and I have a backpack between my legs. (laughs) I'm like. We have these helmets on and we're like riding through Bushwick and we're like at a stop sign. And like, as we start to go, there's a dad pushing his shoulder. He just goes, sub nerds. <laughs> and it was one of those things that we were turning and then it. And then we're like, like, wait, like, did he just wait, say nerds? He just nerds. Yeah, it was oh, funny. it was so We funny. looked fucking dumb. Well, though. yeah, because my backpack was like, they have a little, the scooters have a little pack in yeah, the back. To hold your helmet. So my backpack was like up on my head, I'm sure. And then the helmet was like squishing it all together. I'm sure we looked very stupid. But that was really, really funny. Yeah, That's that's my stupid... I was embarrassed and it was funny. (laughs) The more I think about it, the funnier it gets. Yeah, I wasn't embarrassed. Like we had... So like just one more. I had a friend of mine who told me that they were out taking pictures at a wedding once. And (laughs) as... They were all, it was like the whole groom's party. Like there's like 10 people. And as they were taking pictures, somebody <laughs> driving by rolled the window down and said, fucking wedding, bitch. Like screamed it as loud as they could. <laughs> so when me and my friend who had that happen to him were driving down the street one day, we saw a wedding party <laughs> and I rolled down the window and I was like, fucking wedding, bitch. So now they'll have the story. And I feel like somehow in my mind, this is going to keep going. I thought like it was when you write hysterical. on a dollar bill and like, it's like, yeah. pass yeah. this on. Oh my god, it was so. Remember that? that yeah. When people used to do yeah. that. Yeah. Pass it on. Um, my most funny thing was um, we love watching. Or I guess there's the I say I love watching it. Bachelor in the, Paradise. The Bachelor franchise, and um, we were watching. They have a. It's called Bachelor in Paradise, and the couple who had been on the show before was getting married, and it was televised. And there was this shot where the camera was behind the bride, and like curtains open, and you could see the groom, and you could see the aisle that she was about to walk down. <laughs> and we're sitting there, Corey's laying on the floor, and I'm sitting on the couch, and I go, "Do you think they yell cut?" And Corey just <laughs> thought that was super funny, and we laughed about it for a really long time. But they probably do. Like probably. it's a televised wedding. Also, I feel like it was a that was a free wedding they got. They're probably gonna have like oh, their thousand own percent. like wedding. Oh, I don't wedding. know about that, but yeah. thousand percent they didn't pay for yeah. nothing. Wedding <laughs> in Mexico for free, paid for by Chris Harrison. But just happens to be televised, and that someone's gonna yell "cut" during your wedding, and they did also did this really weird thing that it was really awkward, and you could tell that the couple getting married had no idea this was gonna happen. The woman is um, a fitness coach, and like a she uses crystals, and she's like a little bit more woo woo than <laughs> oh, yeah. some of the other there's people on The Bachelor. Exactly. Oh, there's yes. Woo. Uh, well, only her is from what I know, but they brought out, um, white sage, white sage and a feather. And they like walked around and like <laughs> saged them. And you and could tell like, they had the no idea what was happening. Like they did not know it was going to happen, but that was kind of funny too. Yeah. Um, anything yeah. embarrassing or stupid that you did or happened to well, you? Well, it's, it's funny because last time, remember, I didn't have an answer for this. Yes. I was like, I don't really do that many embarrassing things, <laughs> which is like weird. Cause I feel like I have a lot of like moments where I'm like, embarrassed but they're like more smaller not like right. big yeah. stories right. it's like yeah. s- kind of stupid insecurity embarrassed yeah but so i was walking over here and i was th- that was the one question i was thinking about i was mm-hmm. like i have to have something this mm-hmm. time yeah i cannot just say the same thing and like mm-hmm. the good social media person that i am i was 
filming a little um, Instagram story saying like, hey, I'm walking. I'm going to see Alex and Corey. Um, Mm -hmm. We're filming a podcast, blah, blah, blah. And I missed your street. Uh, <laughs> and, and then I realized I missed the street and I was like oh thanks universe like because I actually hate that about like I try not I mean sometimes I do the walking and the selfieing and but I try to be present and try not to do that yeah and so the moment I did it and then missed the and street, missed the street. And I'm yeah. like, oh damn it good job that's hysterical <laughs> I love that um mine's a throwback yeah mine's a throwback um uh, like a month ago, I got my nails done, and like three days later, there was a little chip in a chip in them, and they they were gel, and that's typically not supposed to happen. So I went back to have them just fix the one nail, and I'm sitting there, and there's only me and one other person who are customers, and there are four nail technicians. I don't know what their beauty te- or whatever whoever they're called. And I felt like they were all moving very slowly and I was starting to get really annoyed and really frustrated and I had to check myself real quick because I was like, this is a huge privilege that you <laughs> yeah. get to sit here and get your nails done. Like, stop bitching about them moving slowly and stop being annoyed. Like, I, I was, hate getting my nails done, by the way. I was embarrassed at myself for not realizing, like, yeah. getting annoyed at something that doesn't need to be in, like, I did not need to be annoyed and... But when you're annoyed, like, Alex is also good at saying things out loud to people. Like, <laughs> she does it, like, out yeah. of earshot. Like, but also loud enough to where if someone was really listening, they could hear it. And I'm, like, waiting for the day when she says something and then I have to, like, get my face punched in or something. <laughs> I'm not that bad. Uh, and also a lot of things that I at the say, salon. like, I will say to your face. Like, I, <laughs> I don't have, and I don't have shame in that. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I just keep my mouth shut. Not sorry. I'm just like, oh, whatever. I'm more of a keep the mouth shut too. Yeah. What well, other people do don't bother from... me unless they're hurting someone. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I I can learn from you. You can might be able to learn from me a little bit. Like sometimes yeah. you just have to speak up for what you want. And... Yeah, but like you're more inclined to speak up for like small annoyances. But like if I see someone getting assaulted on the train or getting beat up, I'll like yell. Oh, I like scream course. at people. Yeah, <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> I <hope> so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, all right well if people want to follow you get in touch with you all the things because you mentioned retreats are coming up and yes. podcasts are coming up yes um i'm at my name at mm-hmm. emily nahazel we'll link that it's spelled emily nachazel oh, and <laughs> so if you want to try that out <laughs> um, if not go to the show notes <laughs> Emily Hazel and emilynahazel.com and you can cool. sign up for my newsletter list I send a weekly-ish email with some insights for life health tips and that's also where the, you'll be the first to know about upcoming retreats events and any fun stuff like podcasts and hey, a book yay cool. is your is your ebook uh, yes, it will oh, okay. be out okay. by the time this podcast is live. Great. I have a new ebook, and Alex has a wonderful recipe featured in it. It hey. is a paleo and gut friendly recipe book with all of my favorite recipes um, from me, but also from some of my awesome colleagues and friends. Cool. Uh, That's awesome. So it's a 35 page ebook with. I don't know how many recipes, probably almost that many recipes, including Alex's coconut milk yogurt, non-dairy probiotic yogurt. All the recipes are gut-friendly, 
gluten-free, dairy-free. Perfect. And paleo, I already said that. And you can get that on my website under the free resources tab. Sweet. Um, or we can link directly yeah, in I the notes. Yeah, I can link it, yeah. Cool. Yay. Cool, that's awesome. Awesome. Thank Thanks you so much. <laughs> this was wonderful. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was so me. fun to have you on. Yes. We'll do it again. One more time. We'll do One it more again. time. Yeah. Time's charm. Time's <laughs> All right. Thank you All so right. much. See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm stealing conversation. It's about to go down. I'm